When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can listen to us on all of our great ESPN Radio stations all across the country, as well as Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN2. Watch us there, ESPNU, and the ESPN app, along with Michelle Smallman. The humble bragger, Chris Canty. <laughs> I am Evan Cohen. Oh, yeah, I went there right off the bat. Off the top. Oh, my God. Canty tried to tell us a story this morning. He's like, you know, in high school. This is a, a true story, by the way, Smalls. Okay. okay. Yeah. There's a sign up when you go to high school. One in every 500,000 kids make it to the league and to the NFL. And he's like, I never thought I had a chance. I was never going to make it to the NFL. And we're all looking at him. And it's like, you know, you did, right? And you yeah. won a Super Bowl. And we're all like looking at him like, oh, really, Chris, you're going to go there? And he goes to Javante, who is one of our great producers, does all the technical stuff here. He goes, was that a humble brag? And Javante looks at him. And this is coming off of Javante taking a free f- bag of food home from a dinner last night, by the way. I want to point that out. Shrimp's it was for a good cause. His girlfriend. We had a big dinner. He takes the, he takes the doggy bag home. And he looks at Canty and goes, yeah, that's a humble brag. But you're not giving the proper context, though. No, you're I did not what I needed the to do. Entire story. See, he always wants to make his out as after I'm the bad guy. What actually happened was the mentality: like everybody doesn't have the mentality that they're going to try to make it to the league. Yeah. Except Chris Candy probably had that mentality because he played over a decade in the league, and that wasn't the case. I never thought I was going to college as a stepping stone to get to the NFL. Just did. I was 230 pounds when I got to college. Moment. Really? I was 230 pounds. Like, there's no way that 230 pounds in freshman year equals going to the NFL. Just don't happen. You did make it. You know that, right? I know. I know what happened. I know what happened. Okay, cool. Are we cool, by the way? So we had a we had a big dinner last night. Uh, well, you guys did. I was at another table. Nobody reserved a seat for me. But the two of you had a nice dinner. To which I said to somebody, "How was the dinner that was at your table?" They're like. They have great takes on animals. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. Supposedly, your dinner was breaking down animals last night? Yeah, so Canty and I have both been on a safari, another humble brag. And we were talking (laughs) about how amazing of an experience it was. We were kind of going over the checklist, cross-referencing all the animals that we had seen. And we started talking about a hippo, how hippos look so cute and cuddly, but they're actually vicious beasts. They're killing machines. So then I said to Canty, what's the NFL comp of a hippo? Who in the NFL is a hippo? Oh, that, that's Holodinata, my former <laughs> teammate. Holodinata. I mean, this is the guy that knocked the career out of RG3, and then he broke Ben Roethlisberger's face mask. How could it not be Holodinata? So that is what somebody told me. They're like, you have no idea. These two were t- breaking down hippos, and within four seconds, Canty had the immediate comp that Holodinata is like a, a hippo in the safari. Yeah, yeah, because people get it twisted. Hippos. Great they, defensive they, lineman for the Ravens back in the well, day. Hippos by the way. are cool animals, but right. hippos are more responsible for deaths in the, the wild than any of the other big five. So they're real killers out there. Just like on a football field with Haloti Nada. That's, That's right. a real killer out there. Great comp. So it seems like it was just the right comp for Haloti. I got to be honest. I don't know what the big five is. Those are the schools in 
Philadelphia? No, the, no, the big, this guy, the, the big fives, the Cape Buffalo, the White Rhino, the Lion, the Leopard, and I'm forgetting one. Is it the Elephant? Probably. Yeah, I think it's the elephant. Yeah, those are the big that's five. like a known thing. People, when you hear big is that five, the big five, that's what I literally thought. Temple, Drexel, Villanova. <laughs> that's what I thought. So it's a lion, a leopard, a rhino, an elephant, and an African buffalo. That's the yeah, big five. Buffalo, yeah. That's a common thing. People know that. Did you guys well, know people that? People that go on a safari know that, Evan. <laughs> oh, Clearly, humble, you humble. Haven't oh, 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 oh. Clearly you haven't been on one. Clearly you haven't been on one. Correct. I have not. Yeah, okay. So then the, the dinner expanded into us doing NFL comps for every animal that we saw on safari. Yeah. I asked I, Cece, who is the lion? That's and, Aaron Donald. And we came up with Aaron Donald. Yeah. Why? Okay, because that's king of the jungle. That's yeah. the, Okay, got it. He's the king got of the it. jungle. Apex yeah. predator. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, how do we feel, by the way, about Javante? So this is a dinner ESPN set up. Everybody's there. It was a great dinner. We got to meet so many of our teammates. And as we're leaving, I see Javante has like a doggy bag. And he had shrimp scampi in the doggy bag. When you don't pay for the dinner, can you bring home the doggy bag from like a work dinner? Is that because I think he ordered an extra meal for his girlfriend? Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's exactly that's, what I did. Listen, uh, <laughs> unlike, what Javante, points. unlike what Javante did to me earlier, I'm right. going to actually have his back and right. say that it's acceptable. I remember my rookie dinner in Dallas yeah. when my draft class took the entire defense out for dinner. Guys were ordering bottles of wine to take home. They were ordering dinners and desserts to take to their wives and children. That was a perfectly acceptable practice. And because that was what I was indoctrinated in, I'm going to go ahead and co-sign on Javante's behavior. I got your back, dog, even though you don't have mine. It's cool, wow. though. I mean, I was just telling the truth about your humble brag. You know, it wasn't a humble brag. I appreciate you supporting me, We were me, talking <laughs> about the mentality of players that get to the league, and I just didn't have that mentality. Wait a second. So you're saying if you go to a company dinner, so everybody out there hopefully is working, God willing, you're all working for some company. You have a yeah. big company dinner. You order your dinner for yourself. You order a second dinner to go for your significant other. That's okay. Yes, it's no. on the company. Is looking at me like no. It's on the company. Javante, love you, buddy. I'm too Midwestern. I couldn't do that. I'm too Midwestern. We, Why? We we are taught you don't show up to anyone's home without a gift. You don't. You never want to do something that could potentially be out of bounds. At least that's the way I was brought up, and I wouldn't know. If people, like, I love what you did. I love the boldness of it. I would be like, oh, my God, are they going to think that I'm overstepping? Are they going to think this is rude? I'm too in my head about it. Yeah, I don't care about the respectability of it all. <laughs> I'm going to take full advantage of those opportunities all the time. So if you invite me to a dinner and it's on your dime, I'm ordering the most expensive bottle of mine, wine on the menu. I'm ordering the biggest steak. I want caviar. I want all of that stuff. But if your wife is not there, you're going to get a second meal for her? I'm going to tell you guys I'm getting a second meal for her, but what it really is is lunch for me the next day. <laughs> that's what's going down. So I can't take you out to dinner until my next contract is okay, what we're talking about. Okay, so that's about. what it is. There you go. Oh, wow. But you make wow. outstanding reservations, no, though. I appreciate kidding. that. Yeah, I got your back on the reservation. Yeah. I got to hook Evan up. Now that I've gotten Chris Canty a reservation, yeah. somewhere, I need to hook Evan up. Well, I'm going to bring Javante so I can have a meal the next day, too. <laughs> <laughs> at on Sports Like on Twitter, at Upco Radio, at Chris Canty 99 at M. Smallman. If you want to tweet at us, 888-SAY-ESPN, do you order the most expensive thing at a company dinner slash a second item do you order the most expensive thing at a company dinner if you know someone else is paying for it do you order the most expensive thing like cc said or a second meal like javante said and michelle and i are no we're ordering the regular thing but big news yesterday in the nfl travis kelsey we're getting ready for the opener tomorrow night of course the chiefs and the lions travis kelsey in practice has a hyper extended knee 
the line in this game went from six and a half to five. So the Chiefs were favored by six and a half against the Lions, now only favored by five. CC, what does this mean? Hyperextended knee. ACL is intact per all reports. What does this mean for Kelsey and the Chiefs? Well, it means that Patrick Mahomes is going to have to play a football game without Kelsey on the field for the first time in five years. I mean, he's only played in one game with Travis Kelsey not on the field, and that was a throwaway game for the Chiefs week 17 in 2017. So, I mean, go figure. Like, this is going to be a huge deal for the Kansas City Chiefs, knowing that we're two days before kickoff trying to adjust the game plan and navigate around not having number 87 in the lineup. And just for context, to let you know how good Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey is, when Travis Kelsey is on the field, that means when he's not substituted out, Patrick Mahomes' QBR is 79, and his average air yards is 8 yards per attempt. When Travis Kelsey is off the field, Patrick Mahomes' total QBR drops down to 65, and his average air yards is 6.1 yards per attempt. People don't realize this, but Travis Kelsey leads all wide receivers in tight ends in yards after catch since 2018. Think about that. All wide receivers and tight ends. So more than Cooper Cup, more than Tyreek Hill, more than Devontae Adams, more than any other receiver you want to throw out there, Travis Kelsey is that dude. So not having him makes it easier for the Detroit Lions defense to game plan around him and makes it tougher for Patrick Mahomes to have the level of productivity we've seen him have in the passing game, especially last year when he won the MVP. Travis Kelsey is so durable. I didn't realize that he's only missed three games since 2014. You you just expect him out there. You you expect the production, but when something like this happens and you're going through the numbers, three games he's missed since 2014 at the position he plays, that's remarkable. Yeah, and he is awesome at what he does. And you said he leads everybody in yards after catch, right, in terms of all these different players, and yet he plays a position that is not known for that. Mm-hmm. He plays a position at the tight end position that is just not known for that. And this is such an interesting thing because there's been so much buzz about the Lions, and I think it really stems – from hard knocks last year into their actual performance, Dan Campbell, CC called on our show yesterday. Go back on the ESPN app and listen to our podcast if you missed any of it. CC called him yesterday the coolest coach in the league. You played with him. Mm-hmm. And yet there's an argument that maybe this is too much on the Lions right now. Like, they're still playing the Chiefs. Mahomes is still playing. Are we overhyping the Lions a little bit for the Lions to shrink like this? And I get no Chris Jones and maybe no Kelsey. I get all of that. It's still the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. But over the last two years, the Kansas City Chiefs have had three losses out of six games in the month of September. So it's not as if the Chiefs can't get got early. Now, I get it. Pat Mahomes in the season opener is money, 18 touchdowns to no interceptions. But that's with Travis Kelsey on the field. That's with his full complement of weapons. This is not the case. And when you look at the Chiefs' wide receivers, their level of productivity coming into this season, their career numbers for the wide receiving core, 30th. They rank 30th in receptions. They rank 30th in receiving yards. They rank 30th in receiving touchdowns. So he doesn't have anybody else that's proven out there on that football field with him. Now, can can Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney step up? I, I guess so. I mean, you have to lean on the ingenuity of Andy Reid. But remember, there's no Eric Bieniemy there, too. So you wonder how that dynamic is going to factor into what we see from Patrick Mahomes and company tomorrow night at kickoff. No matter how you slice it, no matter how you look at it, not having number 87, a guy that can dictate front and coverage, is going to make it that much harder for Pat Mahomes to be able to keep his streak of winning season openers five in a row. It's going to make it hard to keep that alive. 
I'm so glad you brought that up because we've talked so much about Travis Kelsey's injury so far this morning and Chris Jones obviously not being there. But the Eric Bieniemy factor is interesting to me because we know so much of it is Andy Reid. But what is this offense going to look like without Eric Bieniemy? That's a that's a big loss for somebody that had been so successful in Kansas City. Yeah, I think it's going to be the same concepts. And Mahomes and Reid have a really good rapport. But again, from a logistics standpoint there's going to be some new learning. I mean, mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy is there. He's been a play caller at times in Kansas City. I know Big Red has also done it. So just that adjustment, but then not having Pat, not having Travis Kelsey on the field, a guy that's the ultimate chess piece, a player that you can have in line at the tight end spot. You can put him out slot. You can put him out wide. He can do a lot of different things, but he cleans up the picture for Pat Mahomes in terms of what coverages the defense is playing and he opens up opportunities for others because defenses have to double cover them they have to bracket them that's not going to be the case tomorrow night so what does that ultimately end up look like looking like and when you have the pass rushers uh that that the Detroit Lions have with Aiden Hutchinson and Houston out there like what are you going to ultimately end up doing Pat Mahomes is probably going to have to have a little more time because he doesn't know those receivers as well. He's not more as comfortable with those receivers as he is with Travis Kelsey. So how does that end up factoring into their overall operation and their productivity in the passing game? Can we also shout out Chris Berman, legend at ESPN, because one of the greatest nicknames ever that Chris Berman ever came up with was Eric Sleeping with Enemy. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> like, like every time I hear Eric Enemy, the great coach, obviously he's with uh, Washington now as their offensive coordinator. Maybe their future head coach is throwing that out there. Wouldn't surprise me at all. But he's not with Kansas City anymore, and every time I hear his name, Eric's sleeping with enemy. Berman's had so many great <laughs> nicknames. That may be the top one. So now Kansas City maybe, maybe without Kelsey and Chris Jones. Which one is a more important loss? We will get to that coming up. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. 
feel like you have to have the money gun in the studio when this song is playing. I was gonna right? say, are we doing it? Like, like, right? It's just like I don't like this is kind of played out a little bit. I feel like you have to have the money gun just spraying money all over the place. Not if you're Javante, he just takes other people's money gun. <laughs> That's wow. what he did at the dinner last wow. night. It is unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen. With you, of course, you can watch us on ESPN2 and ESPNU, listen on SiriusXM Channel 80 and all of our great stations across the country. And we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Poll question is up at Evco Radio, at Unsportslike. When going out for dinner on the company's dime, do you order the most expensive item or your normal order? As Javante, one of our great producers here, ordered a second meal last night on the company's dime. And Nuno... Um, the man in charge of this whole show literally just told us behind the scenes in the break that Jerry, our TV producer, who's wonderful, uh, brings Ziploc bags to the company picnic and <laughs> takes food to go. I believe he said ribs to go. Ribs in a Ziploc bag Wait, is what ribs, Jerry does? Ribs in a Ziploc bag. Whatever is there gets taken. I don't know about that one. The company picnic. I, I, oh, now you have a problem. No, I just, it's the company picnic. Like, listen, if you're going over to Big Mama's house, she having a cookout, I could get taking a plate to go. That makes sense. As a matter of fact, that's encouraged. But the company picnic, taking a plate to go? Well, because here's the difference, right? Like, Javante had to order another plate to go. With that, it that's out there, right? Because they're catering and all that stuff. So that's yeah. there. So I think maybe that's might be the reasoning that like you're not going up and be like yo can I get into the rack to, to go <laughs> right like it's right? there you're putting that on the plate already so let me get a couple foil pans and throw these this slab of ribs in there I, I, I just I don't know how that how do you do how that did how, turn yeah. on how Jerry? do you even how did this turn on Jerry even. this is an amazing thing Javante doing what he did Nuno throws Jerry under the bus for Javante doing what he did which is a remarkable heel turn by Nuno throughout this entire process all right so we've been talking a ton about the Travis Kelsey injury likely not going to play on Thursday night but who knows with the yeah. way that that guy perseveres but let's play out a hypothetical right now so the Chiefs are without Kelsey most likely and without Chris Jones their stud defensive lineman who is basically in a holdout right now. If I said to you guys right now, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback in his prime, like the Chiefs do, okay, we have an empty roster but that person, and I will give you either the best tight end in the league or the best defensive lineman in the league. Blind test, basically. Which one you take? I'm taking the guy that doesn't need anybody else to affect the game. I'm taking the defensive lineman, the pass rusher. Give me that guy. Because not only is he going to be disruptive in the run game, but he's also going to have an opportunity to knock down the quarterback. And I think when you start looking at how NFL teams value positions, the closer you are to the quarterback, the more valuable you are. That's why left tackles get paid what they get paid. That's why defensive linemen get paid what they get paid. And the great part about a defensive lineman is he can put his hand in the dirt. He doesn't need the defensive coordinator to dial up a certain scheme. He can just go hunt the quarterback. And I think that's the value in having somebody like Chris Jones on the field, somebody that can be that disruptive, somebody that they can move up and down the line of scrimmage. Doesn't matter if he's playing defensive end. Doesn't matter if he's playing defensive tackle. He can be effective in rushing the quarterback from both positions. And when you consider the Kansas City Chiefs defense from a personnel standpoint, they don't have anybody else that opposing offensive coordinators have to circle and game plan for. Like that, so to me, it would be the pass rusher. Of course, that's self-aggrandizing because that's what I played when I was in the <laughs> National Football League. But I'll take the guy that goes hunt the quarterback over the guy. Wait a that minute, I'm sorry, pass. I have to interrupt. Smalls just fell again. What is happening to you over there? She just, just fell. Just, this 
this wasn't even my fault. Wow. If you're watching yeah. on ESPN2 I mean, or ESPN U, she, she literally is just dropping underneath the microphone right now. <laughs> Cece, I didn't mean to interrupt that take. No, you're good. But she's you're falling. Good. This is, I warned you guys, these are the things <laughs> you're going <laughs> to need to learn about me. So, so we have to Michelle-proof the studio. Unbelievable. I The shot on the TV side right now, Chris is a big guy as it is, but Michelle <laughs> looks so tiny compared to Chris. She just fell. <laughs> are and you okay? Other, no, it's the arm of the chair, and I think it's broken, which is fine. But so the problem was yesterday they wanted me to sit up higher to match Chris as much as I can, but my feet couldn't touch the ground. True story. So I kept my my chair would kind of wobble back because I couldn't scoot up. So then I tried to move it down a little lower, but now I'm getting blocked by the microphone, and I look like I'm your little cousin. So I don't really know what the, the shot on is. TV. Uh, seriously, you got to take a look at this. ESPN two, ESPN U, the ESPN app. If you could watch this, Michelle underneath the desk at this point right now. Oh, my God. Tight end or defensive lineman? You you have the best at one, Michelle. Who are you taking? So my initial thought was with the way that we have such a you know a heavy offense in the NFL now, pass-heavy offense, to have a guy that can block and catch is so valuable. But with your caveat that it's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Hall of Fame quarterback, yes. I know that that guy's a force multiplier and that he's going to elevate those around him. He's going to make those people when my – tight end, my amazing tight end is out. He's going to make the, the person that steps in better. So I'm going with the the guy on the defensive side of the ball that can disrupt things. And I think it's a good catch on the Hall of Fame thing. I shouldn't have said it that way. It actually yeah. throws off the argument. So bad job by me. <laughs> but I, I'm going tight end every day of the week because – if you look at the – like, I think tight end is one of the most underrated positions in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think the two most underrated positions in the tight end uh, in the NFL are an elite tight end and an elite kicker. I know that may sound crazy, but if you have an elite kicker, it shortens the field. It's Mariano Rivera for the Yankees. You're, they played eight innings. Most teams played nine. If you have Justin Tucker, you're playing for se- uh, 70 yards, not 100. Okay. I mean, it, that's how I look at it. But the elite tight end can block, as Michelle said, and receive. And if you look at the best of the best, Kelsey's won multiple Super Bowls. Gronk's won multiple Super Bowls. Kittle's won a ton in this league. I think that position is so valuable that when you look at it and you have a blind test of which one would you rather have, give me that great tight end. Because you could say somebody that impacts the quarterback's play negatively as a defensive lineman, like your job when you were with the Giants, you guys disrupted so many quarterbacks. When Super Bowl's doing that. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. understand. Yeah, I mean, Gets great. Your team, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that took a twist. Let's <laughs> take that knife and dig it in there a little bit. It's okay. I you think you've had, a, yeah. you've you had other success, Evan. Yeah, yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. So I just look at it and I say that is the quarterback's best friend. The tight end is the quarterback's best friend. That's the best safety valve. If you have a great tight end and you have a great quarterback, then I think your offense is going to be lethal. And I'll go one step further. I think the tight end is infinitely more valuable than the wide receiver. Wow. Really? Infinitely more okay, valuable. Help me, out, help me out with this one. Where, where is, where is Although the we value? did see Harry where, Douglas last night, and he where, looked good. Where's the difference in value? Like, I'm trying to figure out. Well, because where, one where guy saying? blocks and the other guy doesn't. Do tight ends block? Did you watch Gronk against I, 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 the Rams in the second okay, Super Bowl? You one? one tight end. One tight end. Okay. Travis Kelsey is not a trained killer when it comes to blocking. Right. But Gronk yeah, is. The, Darren Waller for the New York Giants. Not a trained killer when it comes to blocking. That was my former teammate. 
most tight ends in the NFL these days, they're not good in-line blockers, especially the elite pass catchers. That's not where they're drafted. They're drafted to be mismatches against linebackers and safeties. Their athleticism makes them a tough cover for linebackers. Their size makes them a tough cover for safeties. But those guys ain't blocking defensive ends. These are not throwback tight ends like Rob Gronkowski or like the Shannon Sharps of the world or Ozzie Newsom. if you want to go all the way back in the day. Those tight ends today don't do that. So that's the part that I don't understand. And when we come to the conversation between wide receivers, I would argue that the wide receiver that's elite, like the Devontae Adams, like the Justin Jefferson, they they will pull other players outside of the box, out out of proximity from the line of scrimmage, because you have to have double coverage on those dudes. So it makes it like it's an extra block, uh, extra blocker that you have because they have less defenders that they have in, uh, in, uh, in proximity to the line of scrimmage in order for them to run the football. So to me, the elite wide receiver is better than the elite tight end. And the pay scale in the NFL tells the story. We'll continue this conversation, but let, we will get into this because I vehemently disagree okay. on this one. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM Channel 80, all of our great ESPN stations across the country, ESPN app, ESPN2, ESPNU. For those watching on the TV side, on ESPN2, ESPNU, we have to take a look at something, and we'll do our uh, best on the play-by-play side. I will be your play-by-play announcer, Chris Canty here, uh, as our analyst. Uh, Chris and I together have uh, over 80 years of sitting in chairs. Uh, That is our qualification for this broadcast, because Michelle Smallman, who you just heard, giving the great Sports Center, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts, just a true professional, elegant as we described her yesterday. Well, uh, moments ago, um, well, let's take a look at what happened. I will do my best on the play-by-play side as Michelle fell during the course of the show. As she leans back, she's trying to lean back again, a second <laughs> lean back, and wait a minute, she's trying to address her chair, a third <laughs> lean back. She just keeps falling up and down in the chair. She's like bouncing up and down. She's got her red St. Louis, <laughs> old-school St. Louis Cardinals football jersey That's on right. today, right. and she cannot figure out... How to maneuver the chair. Let's go over to our analyst, Chris Canty, with more. Chris, yeah, what did you see there? Evan, with all of that leading back, you would think that Michelle Smallman is a member of the terror squad with Fat, <laughs> Fat Joe. Joe. Yeah, but I mean, it's clearly a, an equipment malfunction, and I can't put that on Smallman, but it's a great job by her being able to rally, being able to recover, yes, and still be a professional. Wow. All right, down to the sidelines. Uh, here's Evan Cohen uh, with more with Michelle Smallman. Smalls, uh, obviously a, a tough first half there with the uh, chair. What did you see out there with your chair? Well, first 
of all, Evan, it wasn't a tough situation. If you're actually watching the video, I'm just too strong. You saw me in the gym yesterday. Clearly, I worked out a little too hard. Wow. And I pushed down on the arm of the chair, and I just busted it. Very intimidating, by That's the way, right. working out at the same time. Very it's much small. so. Yeah, exactly. She's a beast in there, and I tried to wait it out. She Not said she really. was going to work out. I was like, all right, maybe I'll wait it out so I won't be there when she's there. <laughs> I was like, I get there, and I'm like, oh, this is a disaster. Because then I can't walk out. Yeah, so you embarrassed your front, yourself in front of your new teammate. 100%. Now it makes it hard for you 100%. to look at He says face. I was a beast in there, Cece. I was walking on the treadmill. You're walking on the treadmill? I was, I was doing the 13 But the incline, she had that 3.5% incline. Oh, That's what 13, it was. 13. 13. Oh, wow. See? Wow. See? Now, wow. CC played a decade in the league, and he's right. now nervous yeah, around you. let me you. tell you what I ain't going to do, Smalls. <laughs> it's called 13330. It's a, it's a TikTok trend. It's called 13330. You walk at a 13 incline, three speed, 30 minutes. It's supposed to burn a ton of calories. Well, bless your entire heart. That's something that I will never know nothing about. I felt bad also, badly, because I was, like, talking to her. I'm like, uh-huh. I shouldn't be doing this. Like, I should let her be. And I'm like, hey, how's everything going? I'm like, right in. I'm like, Are you I'm, one of those people that I'm normally talk not. when you're at the I'm gym? I'm normally not. So this was the this nervous case, energy because you didn't want to embarrass yourself in front of Smalls? You nailed it. Okay. You nailed it. And I didn't know how to act. I'm sweating. I'm out of breath. I'm <laughs> very confused. What am I supposed to do here? How do I act in this spot? We're just getting to know each other. Wow. It's really an unfortunate moment for me. I was yeah. very, very confused as to how to act yesterday. Kind of like you are on the tight end wide receiver debate. Wow. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. So about as subtle picked, as a gunshot with this guy. He's picking on me. He's picking right? on you. We see oh, how it is. Bring it. I, I'm ready for it. I know it's coming. So <laughs> when you think about tight ends and defensive linemen, that's where this conversation started because the Chiefs are probably going to be without two studs. Like, there's no debating whether or not Kelsey and Chris Jones They're are They're the awesome. second and third best players on the team. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, who's who's second? Put, who's yeah. third? Ah, that's a great question. <laughs> I would say that Travis Kelsey is second. So you're I putting the tight end Travis, above the defensive line. I would lineman. say that in this instance, Travis Kelsey is second. So that stems into the debate about tight ends versus wide receivers. And I've made the claim that I think the the great tight end is more valuable. And I'm saying what I'll go off of what you said. The old school guy that can block and catch, mm-hmm. which your point, your counter is fair. Find those for me, right? Yeah. And I understand that. So maybe I'm I'm warped by the Gronk success in New England and Tampa. But I think the old school great tight end is more valuable than the wide receiver. I think the wide receiver is more replaceable. And we see teams with great quarterbacks. Kansas City did it with Mahomes, obviously, and then letting Tyreek Hill go. The Packers did it with Rodgers, letting Devontae Adams go. We've seen great teams let go of wide receivers. Great teams usually hold on to tight ends. Yeah, I mean, how many great tight ends are we talking about, though? I mean, you you, see, me. you usually see a glut of wide receiver talent in the National Football League. Like, if you're a kid growing up, you want to play the wide receiver position. You attract the best athletes. And when you think about the evolution of these young quarterbacks, what do all of these teams go out and do? They go out and get them a dominant number one wide receiver. We didn't see Jalen Hurts ascend to an MVP level until he got A.J. Brown, right? Yeah, look, look what Chicago's doing. Look at what Chicago's going with D.J. Moore. Like, you see that teams make that effort – to focus on getting a number one wide receiver just because that guy dictates the front and the coverage. He's going to make sure that there's a safety over top, which means light boxes, which means also opportunities for the other players in the skill position core. I don't know that a tight end can affect the game in that same way and still be the plus that you're talking about when it comes to being an inline blocker. I just don't see that. I think that when you start breaking down the math of it all, 
I think a dominant number one wide receiver gives you a, a better advantage from a number standpoint at the line of scrimmage with the de- defenders in proximity as opposed to having a dominant tight end that can also be a run blocker. Give me your top three wide receivers in the league. Just off the top of your Tyree head. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, and Justin Jefferson. Okay. So on the current teams they're on, none mm-hmm. of them have won. On the previous team, Tyreek Hill won. Tyreek Hill left his previous team or was traded, and they still won without him. Mm-hmm. There's no direct impact, in my opinion, to the success of the wide receiver impacting wins. Not like the success of the tight end. There's no direct impact. It's just not there. Stephon Diggs is a big-time wide receiver. They have not won, right? I mean, I mean, Cooper Cup was Super Bowl MVP yes. two years ago. Okay, good counter. Absolutely a good counter, <laughs> yes. right? That's, that's abs- what, which also is interesting because then you think about why, right? Why was Cooper Cup MVP? Why did Aaron Donald get crowned, rightfully so, the best defensive player in the league? They upgraded a quarterback. It all stems back to the quarterback to me. Like once they got Matthew Stafford and he was as good as he was that year, everything could be unlocked as a result of that. That I just think that the wide receiver position is way more replaceable than the tight end position. I'm standing on that. Okay, so how many how many Super Bowl MVPs have we seen at the tight end position? Mm. I mean, listen, good, Julian good Edelman won Super Bowl MVP, yep. and this was in 2018. Yep. And, so and I, I love Julian Edelman. Absolutely love him. They also won without Julian Edelman. Okay, so, that's fair. But I'm just saying, did Rob Gronkowski win Super Bowl MVP? And they won without Gronk, to be fair, too. Okay, but Gronk, I, I'm, Gronk just, I'm is, sitting there asking. But I just think that when you think about today, mm-hmm. if I said to you you could have Travis Kelsey or Justin Jefferson. Ooh, but see, Travis Kelsey is just such an aberration. He's Arguably the greatest tight end of all time. Shannon Sharp called him the greatest tight end of all time. That's and Shannon Sharp wears a gold jacket. That's right. So I don't know that that's an apples to apples when we start talking about Travis Kelsey in comparison to the wide receivers that are out there right now. I have a pink jacket, and I call Gronk the greatest tight end of all time. Okay. Okay, I just want to point that out. Yeah, okay. I've got a nice pink jacket. As a Patriots fan, we would expect nothing less. Well, Gronk's such a homer, no, man. Because of what CC said, the blocking matters. The blocking does matter. Because a guy like him that could destroy one guy— it's harder to destroy two guys, right? And if you have Gronk or any elite blocking tight end historically next to a good tackle, it is much harder for CeCe to get to the quarterback. It just is. Yeah, and that was the game that the Patriots played throughout the course of their dynasty with their tight ends. They would have a guy like Rob Gronkowski who could be a trained killer when it comes to being an inline blocker, go out there with three wide receivers, one tight end and one running back, if a team countered with nickel, all Bill Belichick would do was run the football because he knew he had an advantage with Rob Gronkowski blocking a nickel or blocking a safety. But you don't have a lot of those guys that are out there right now. So, in essence, we're not actually disagreeing because your counter is more, if I saw more guys like Gronk today, you may have an argument. Yes. It's that you don't. Okay. So you, you, don't, you don't have, I mean, the guys that you're talking about that are good inline blockers, that are also really good pass catchers, TJ Hawkinson, who just got the bag in Minnesota, George Kittle, we know that dude is an animal. I mean, Dallas Goddard, Mark Andrews to a lesser degree, but that's it. That's the list. I'm okay with you that. you got four I'm okay or five with that. guys. How many dominant wide receivers do we have in the National Football League? But they don't, their teams don't necessarily win. Chris, their, their Chris quarter, look their at it. quarterbacks play a lot better when they're on the field. And though. I think they'd be even more valuable if they had that elite dual threat tight end, like you just said. I, okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with where we landed on this okay. because you're not you're not saying that the the tight end concept is wrong. You're saying we are missing guys in the league today like Gronk, yes. who block and can be pass catchers. Yes. But doesn't that put more value on them because of the rarity? 
Well, tell NFL GMs that because the contracts don't reflect that. I well, mean, that's the top true. Paid, the top paid tight end makes seventeen million dollars a year. The top paid wide receiver makes thirty. Yeah. So you tell you tell me <laughs> that's Good NFL point. GMs that are saying this position You're has right. more value. You're, You're right. right. Yeah. And I don't agree with them. Uh coming up, <laughs> could there be an influx of khaki pants in Cleveland, Ohio? We will get to that next on Unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Chris Canty, Super Bowl champion. Michelle Smallman, me, Evan Cohen. Presented by Progressive Insurance. So many of our great stations all across the country that carry our show, first of all, thank you for doing so. We look forward to getting to know all of you out there. Uh, do so many great things, including ESPN Cleveland, 850 ESPN Cleveland. When we um, handed off to them the really big show with Tony Rizzo and Aaron Goldhammer and Chris Oldak, uh, they take it at 9 a.m. Eastern time in Cleveland. And yesterday... On their show, on the really big show, Tony Rizzo, who has been around Cleveland forever, one of the great guys and great hosts in America, came back from his vacation and um, had a little nugget to pass along about the Cleveland Browns and college football all tied in one. And, of course, it revolves around a man who wears khaki pants a lot. Let's take a listen. Harbaugh's not happy with this suspension, and there's people who think he's just about had enough of college football. Well, if you connect the dots, which I don't want to do because I want Coach Stefanski to succeed, I'm already hearing rumblings about him coming to the Browns. There's already people putting together, connecting dots that if, and Stefanski's on the hot seat. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. If the Browns go 7-10, and 10, Coach won't be here next year. He knows that. If, God forbid, something should happen and the Browns don't win, Stefanski probably wouldn't make it. Who are you going to replace him with? The list has to be made. So Riz is not reporting that it's going to happen. What Riz is saying is he's hearing rumblings that if it goes wrong, then that's a guy that they could bring in. Which yesterday, we sat here, and people can go back on the ESPN app and listen to the podcast from Unsportsman like yesterday. We said, hey, Stefanski, if they don't click, is on the hot seat. I like the concept of Harbaugh back in the NFL. This is a guy that had insane success in the NFL. I don't think that's a crazy thought at all. Well, that was a decade ago, though. And you have yes. to wonder how does Harbaugh stick play with Gen Z athletes? Is he going to be able to have a message that resonates with this generation of NFL players? And I'm a little bit skeptical on that end. And so 
I don't know that the Harbaugh fit is exactly what you need, especially with a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. A big part of the job description for a head coach is having a good relationship with your quarterback. I don't know how that would all work out. But make no mistake about it, when we last saw Harbaugh in the NFL, and hell, even with Stanford and Michigan, this guy turns around programs. So it would be a curious fit, but I think Harbaugh is one of those names that's more attractive to ownership than it is for fan bases or current NFL players. Would you want to play for him? No, I wouldn't want to play for Harbs. Why? Because I just I I've been around Harbs and and I don't necessarily know that the personality would be a fit for the kind of player I was. And I don't think his personality would play well in the NFL locker room. Now, he's a guy that's a czar when he comes in. He wants to have full control. Um, I, I stopped short of calling him a dictator, but it's going along that those lines. And so I don't know if that's the way to relate to current NFL players, which is why I would be skeptical about him making the leap and going back to the NFL. He's had success everywhere he's gone. Sure. And he's gone from college to the pros and had success. And what you just described about him being a czar, about his approach, the first thing that popped into my mind is Bill Belichick. And everybody yeah. fell in line with Belichick. The that was 20 was- years ago. That was 20 years ago, and he had Tom Brady, and he undressed Tom Brady, and because he could do that, he could do that with everybody else, and they were winning championships. I I don't know that that Bill Parcells approach, that Bill Belichick approach, works with today's athlete. I, I just don't know. And we're seeing coaches pivot in terms of their personality. Kyle Shanahan don't roll like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some of the Sean McVay don't roll like that. Some of the best and brightest young minds in the game don't approach don't approach their relationships with players the way that we've seen Jim Harbaugh do and some of the great coaches from yesteryear. So again, it's a it's a more wait and see. It's a it's a working theory, but I just don't believe that that style plays well when you start talking about grown men. You can still get away with it in college because college coaches have a lot more control than NFL coaches. But I just don't see Jim Harbaugh being the right fit if the Kevin Stefanski tenure doesn't work out with Cleaver. Yeah, and and by the way, to be fair, um, we took 30 seconds of that clip. Rizzo and Goldhammer and Oldak went on, on ESPN Cleveland, our great station that we are on in the mornings. They went on a whole thing. They're all rooting for Stefanski. They're rooting for Deshaun Watson on the field to kick butt. Like, Cleveland's in on this team. Like, there is a thought that maybe they could be a sneaky Super Bowl contender. They're that good. But because of that, it means the flip side also is then true of the concept of, well, you better be good or else. I think we kind of, and I understand what you're saying, CeCe, the idea of, well, I mean, you know, it was a long time ago with Harbaugh. It wasn't just recently with Harbaugh, but his NFL success is phenomenal. I mean, he coached four years in the league, three Three of those years, NFC Championship championship games, games, and one of them a Super Bowl. By the way, when you say... I'm going to stop short of calling someone a dictator. Isn't that actually calling them a dictator? Did you actually? St- That's like, hey, I stopped short, but I hit the car in front of me. Is you like- still hit the car in front of you, Cece. Yeah, what is he, dictator adjacent? Yeah, dictator adjacent. Okay. I'm trying to create a soft place to land. because I mean, You I, didn't do it. I, I, don't, I don't want to disparage the man. I appreciate what he does, his football acumen, his ability to coach. I'm just saying I wouldn't want to play for him. And Which is so him. interesting because you played for Al Groh in college. You played for Parcells, right? Yes. And so you, more than anyone. I was anyone, also born in 1982. Right. So it's a different generation. I'm a millennial. I'm an older millennial. You're talking about young millennials and Gen Z players. I, I don't think they buy into that brand of barking at players in order to get jobs done. Guys want to be seen as partners more so now than ever before. And I don't think Jim Harbaugh rolls like that, which is why I don't think he would be a great fit in the NFL today. So. 
if I gave you a blank NFL franchise, an expansion team right now, you could hire one college coach as your head coach. You're hiring Dion or Harbaugh? I'm hiring Lincoln. I'm probably Lincoln Riley. Yeah, because Lincoln, Lincoln Riley, Riley is the quarterback whisperer. Correct. That that dude. That dude. Wow, you quarter- both went somewhere. I didn't even give you we the option. Even, That's interesting. Listen, listen how many number one picks has Lincoln Riley Correct. turned out at the quarterback spot? I mean, Caleb Williams is going to be a number one pick. Kyler Murray was a number one pick. Baker Mayfield was a number one pick. Like he just churns out number one picks at the quarterback spot, and that just so happens to be the most important position in all the team sports. How could you not say Lincoln? So if Riley? I made you choose Harbaugh or Dion, who would you choose though? Dion. 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 Yeah. So Har- that's so interesting. Actually, Har- I would choose Harbaugh because he's had success at the, yeah. Well, I know Dion played, but 44-19-1. Yeah, Harbaugh has been good. All right, coming up. Can you become a billionaire by doing math? Maybe some have, others have not. We'll explain what that means and as it regards the Cowboys next. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.